to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? Allie, happy 4th. So obviously, we already said happy 4th on last week's episode, because that one actually came out on July 4th. But now today is actually July 4th. I am in Austin. I am with the friends. I am exhausted. Not because of like anything we've necessarily been doing. I will say, have you ever done a, like a lazy river float in Austin? Or in another place? I haven't, but I, I've i done one in general. I haven't done one in Austin, but I will be doing one in Austin in August for a French bachelorette. It is a fight for your life. I've heard it's pretty chaotic. It was insane where we were like, this is not relaxing at all. We all got like a massive workout. I broke a toe. Like we oh, are, we are you a disaster. You broke a toe? Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Like, there's nothing to be done about it. It's a toe. So I'm just living with it. But like, it, absolutely. It's black. Yikes. Yeah. So it was absolutely wild, but like great memories of just, you know, (laughs) fighting the good fight together. And I do highly recommend it. It was just absolutely, it was not what I expected the experience to be. Yeah. I'm not sure what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting relaxing, but I definitely wasn't expecting like potential injury. Yeah. Cause the problem is there are wherever there are kind of eddies in the tide, people collect. Yeah. Makes sense. And then also there are some like little rapids that you probably would not feel in a normal raft or something, but in a tube yeah. where your butt is like below the surface, you're like hitting yeah. rocks. And so then you're kind of trying to maneuver people plus rap. It's wild. I look forward to experiencing it. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all's report. Cause I do think they're also like different parts of the river. I'm sure they're all popular and busy, but like there are different parts of the river and you can go on. And I wonder if we, if there was a different option for us, whatever. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm like very much out on plan, not not purposely. I'm just not involved in the planning of this bachelorette. I'm just attending. Yeah. So I really don't have any idea what we're doing besides that general idea that we're doing that. That's nice. Yeah. I t- this has been my this trip has been my kind of reentry into the planning scene in the friend ah. group. I've been very dormant, and I organized our activities, and then yesterday planned a Love Island themed game day. Looked very fun. It was really fun and funny. I also got a game for us that I'd been wanting to play for a while with the group, Telestrations, because Pictionary has Oh, I love Telestrations. It's so good. I've I've seen it on TikTok and and just never sprung for it. And so I was like, oh, you know what? Like, this is a great reason for it. And we were cackling. It was so funny. Yeah. It's also easy to play without the game. Like, you can, like, just do it. Which we've yeah. done, like basically, you basically just play like telephone withdrawing. Mm-hmm. For those who haven't heard of Telestrations, I haven't played the, I have the actual game, but I haven't played the actual game in so long because we just play it now, mm-hmm. or like I have played it. But basically, like somebody will get a word and then draw that word and then pass it to the next person, and then they need to guess what has been drawn, mm-hmm. and so then they write a word and the next person draws that word. And by the time you reach the end, you are usually like far afield from the original word. It's very funny. Yes. And there were certain, we, we played where everybody had to have every role on kind of like a Mm. rotating basis. And then we basically had the game be an official game of the Love Island challenge. Once we played by those rules, we're like, wait, this game is just really fun. Like, let's just keep playing. And then we started being, and then we allowed the teams to be strategic. And so this one guy, Justin, we were like, you are not allowed to draw anymore. Like you're done. (laughs) You're done, buddy. But no, it's been a very good trip. Really nice to like reconnect with this group in like a long form way. And we get into a lot of really interesting 
like conversations. We often end up like obviously talking about dating and stuff. And so Matt has gotten a lot of very interesting texts since we've been here. I, from, I saw on your story, your your personal story, not your Finding Mr. Hyde story. The like, all it said was like another text or something like that. And I was, oh, we've got a ask text you about it. Yeah, we've got a text. Yeah, oh, or that's something from Love like Island. That. Oh, I don't watch Love Island, so I didn't. Yes, know. yeah, yeah. So part, one of the premises of Love Island is that whenever one of the Islanders gets like a text from production, they have to yell, "Go a text." and then they read it out loud to everyone and so dennis had to say got a text and then it said like islanders make your way to the fire pit like there's about to be another recoupling (laughs) oh that's what the recouplings were yes my friend mel very graciously offered to text my friends at random intervals throughout the day it was like very cute and funny that's really awesome we did get a lot of texts from my woman for matt so what kind of texts so this is what i like to talk about because We have had now an ongoing discussion as a group about kind of like red flags, cutting people slack, how Uh you navigate these situations. So she over text this, this girl that he's gone. He likes, I think they've been on like, he's picked her up from the airport. They've been on like a few like, which is like a very nice thing in LA to do. I'm sure it is in other places, but in LA it's like a thing. Yeah. He likes her. Let's put that out there. Yep. And she texted him on Saturday night. Which, you know, we have been drinking, right? So maybe not the best. So take that into account. And I asked, he showed one one text and we said, you know, can we scroll back? Can we get some more context here? And we did. And I'm still not entirely clear how she got on to the paragraph that she sent, which Uh basically said, so she starts by saying, you should see my hinge cue. I have so many options. What? Oh, she also says she's, you know, I'm recently out of a serious relationship. It's actually kind of Mr. Nobody. She says I'm recently out of a, like a six year, like something very long, a long relationship. And like my goal is to date around, but like I kind of instantly got into a relationship anyway. And so then like I've had that goal again where I would like to date multiple people. But yeah. like, again, I'm like kind of just focusing on you but like you should see all these options that I have. Da, 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 da. And then that's an odd thing to say, especially in text message. Very, 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 very. Matt responds. I'm not really sure how to react to it. Like, I'm not really sure what we're, what is trying to well, be. What are you trying here. to say to me? Yes. Yeah. And she goes, well, are you seeing other people? And I was like, Oh no. Like, let's not like backdoor that conversation like I really didn't like it I don't either at all thank you I really didn't like it and like Jared was advocating for like those conversations make people really nervous like let's like objectively not communicate in the right way but let's cut slack let's put ourselves in the shoes that's true too like that's true agreed but and I can't quite and Jared and I have now been talking about this extensively for the past you know 36 hours and I know that it bothers me and I do think it is this sense of sort of like, it's almost, it's like vaguely threatening where it's like, I have all these options. I happen to be just like focusing on you now. What are you doing? Because I think I'm about to change my behavior based on what you say. That's the part that, that I'm grappling with a little bit is that like, she's not saying I don't want to see other people or well, she, she is, but then she isn't. 
She's like hedging. And then she's also like, she's not owning up to what she wants for the go forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do kind of get that vague notion of a threat of like, well, I could change my mind at any time, which is always true. Yes. But it's a, it's feels weird to put it out there like that. Totally agree. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. So anyway, that's been a big topic. That's been a big topic of the trip so far. Yeah. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, like, listen, first of all, I think this conversation be had, should be had in person. So that's, 100. So that's, that's actually that. what that his response, what he was like, what do I, we workshopped it as a group. And what he said back was, this is really not the best time to be having this conversation. Yeah. A, I've been drinking. B, it's over text. Let's, let's table this until we're together again. I love that. Cause yeah. I, I, I don't think that that, even if she had said it in the perfect way where she was like, Hey, I really like what we're doing here. And I, you know, whatever. And he totally agreed. I still don't want to define my relationship over text message. Yeah. While the person has, again, while the person's been drinking, it's like, I want to have that totally. conversation when we're really having that conversation. Not like, yeah. I don't want to come in. Like we've gotten questions like this before, right. Where people come out of that conversation and they're like, did I just do what I think I did? Or do we need to have that conversation again? I want right. to know. Uh, totally. Yeah. So I don't think it should be had over text message in the first place, but then like also, even if she approached it perfectly, but then also the way she's approaching it is like, uh, you know, like a, almost like a game of chicken kind of, or like, uh, I'm going to show some of my cards so that you show me all of your cards so that if your cards look different than what my cards looked like, I never have to show mine. Exactly. And I don't, I, I don't like that. I know that that's emotionally easier, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And not as scary, but I think it's a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of my dating life, Greg has failed to respond to me, which like, I think is Greg, I know, which is like relatively expected, but I need to figure like, we definitely are going to need to figure something else out. Yeah. Can you back up a little bit and, and give me more context and the listeners, but also, yeah. What was the timeline? What, ha what happened? So I texted him yesterday explaining the Love Island day and sent him a video of my friend Nikki throwing the water, the one that I posted on my personal story. Loved that video. I also loved that. I want to incorporate that into a future game night or game, not night. That would be yeah. terrible in a, in a, at a game night. Yeah. <laughs> Big <cleanup. laughs> Just sitting in someone's apartment, throwing ice cold water on people. <laughs> but yes, I want to incorporate that into a future house. Yeah. So I did say last week that I asked him on our second date about being a bad texter. Right. Yes. So it has been confirmed. Greg sucks at texting and just putting kind of two and two together where he left me without a response for quite some time after our first date was when he was in Solvang with his brother, his sister and his sister's husband. Right. So he was like busy doing shit, whatever. And I know that he has plans every single day, basically from Thursday to like last Thursday to today. So like, yeah, I can very much rationalize all of this. And yet I'm like, we, we got to figure something out. Yeah. It, it sounds like, and I will talk about this with the disco ball in a moment. It sounds like he's like the kind of person that just like, doesn't, maybe he like reads text messages, but he's like not in tune with his phone or he's not like, look, I, I don't know what the word, what word I'm looking for here because I highly doubt that he has literally not read the text message. Agreed. I think he has read it. Yes. Yeah, but he's maybe that there are people who just like don't engage with their phone for like yes. long periods of time if they're doing things. 
Yes. And so, yeah, I think what I have to figure out is, and I might just, I'm, I might just wait and see what happens here because I think what I like, I'm trying to figure out is what the mechanism is then for like setting up our dates. Right. Like, do you want to call? Do you want, you know, what do you want to do here? Because also because this past week, like some of my anxiety definitely stems from the fact of our first two dates happened when I was in a relative lull. Right. And now I'm going to need to be a lot more intentional and kind of quick about make like quick on my feet in terms of making planning decisions. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. And I think you can come at it from that lens too. You know, you can say, but because, so let me finish that thought. I think you can come at it from that lens and say like, I'm okay if you're not, mm-hmm. if you are like, I'm okay if you're not the kind of person that wants to go back and forth in text and like have updates, but I, I do want to make sure that I'm being intentional about seeing you. Yeah. And I'm going to have to be more intentional than maybe you've become used to in the last couple of dates because of my work schedule. Yeah. So what will that look like? Yeah. But then the other piece of it is that you did have a specific conversation with him about updates from Austin. You said like, do you want to know how my date or how my weekend is going? And yes. he said, absolutely. And he said, yes, yes. And so I think like, I don't think my texts are being poorly received. I don't think like no, any of this no. is, I don't think any of this is bad. I don't think it's bad in the sense that I don't like it. Right. But yes. Yeah. But it's not bad in the sense that it, I don't believe this means something honest to God. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like call him tomorrow. I don't know. Do you think that's like a viable move? Yeah. So wait, wait, so how long has it been at this point since you sent that text message? I sent it yesterday midday. Okay. Yeah. So we're, so I don't know, maybe like overnight, like more than 24 hours. Like if he doesn't, if he doesn't reply today, that feels. It was yesterday at 3, 10 PM. (laughs) But I more think of it as like the next business day, if you will, Mm -hmm. of like, I understand I am not this person. But I understand and am trying to better understand that like somebody might get a text message and then like be busy that day, but then like wake up the next day and be like, okay, let me, let me revisit my correspondences from yesterday because I was delinquent on, you know, yesterday's correspondence. Yes, no, for sure. And also like, I think the reason this is all, it's all of a pattern, right? This is not new behavior in any way. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want to call him, I'd say go for it, obviously. But I do think that, yeah, we we be like, we got to figure something out here because I agree with you. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. Especially after having had the direct conversation that he wanted to hear from you. Right. But he did specifically say like, I probably will not reply for a long time. Like, please send me what you want, but like temper your own expectations about reaction time. Yeah. So it's like like, kind of text at your own risk, frankly, which is, I accept that. If you do accept that though, then nothing is wrong right now. So I accept it as like his relationship to his phone. It's not going to work for, like I said, it's not going to work for, like, we're going to need to figure something out for planning. Yes. And I think it's the confusion of early, where it's like, I don't have enough information, like, I have just enough to know that I think this is normal and not concerning between him and I. Yeah. However, in early dating, confusing. Yeah. Right. So that's the problem. Like, for example, like, I think nothing, you know, 
all the time. I have friends that don't like, I won't respond. I, I sometimes take 24 hours to respond. If I'm like really busy with work, like I've, I've left a friend for, I think, and they'll just like kind of send me like a, a text or something a day where like, I've waited like four days to like text a friend back and been like, I'm so sorry. I've been completely underwater and like, just could not deal like with responding to each thing like individually and with like care or whatever. And like, I just like had to get all my shit done before I like kind of turned to social questions. And so like, I, I have done it and I know what that's. And so, but like, I know that that friend knows what I'm going through in that time because we know each other. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Yeah, it it is. I am currently dealing with anxiety of my own related to somebody who abandons forms of communication when they are busy or under stress mm-hmm. with the disco ball. Yeah. And so, I mean, moving is stressful. So I'm assuming that's the phase. Yeah. Are so he he is moving here. Maybe already has. I don't, I don't know. That's wild. Uh, yeah. So he he signed a lease. He is moving here. He's moving yeah. to Brooklyn, which is exciting. I'm super pumped for his apartment and the area that he's moving to. Like, I think it's going to be perfect for him. I'm really pumped for him. And he texted me like, and told me all of this on the day that he kind of like knew that that, that, that was going to happen. But the move-in date wasn't set when he did that. Yeah. And the move-in date ranged as early as two days from that text message until like today-ish or this week. Okay. But I have, we haven't talked since then for me, for him to like confirm what the move-in date ended up being and when he was coming. At that time, he had not, he had, he had just like gotten his application approved, hadn't signed the lease yet, and therefore like didn't have a flight yet. Yeah. Which I cannot imagine moving in that capacity, but it's not my move. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Very unrelatable to us. How this very is unrelatable. going down. Yeah. But like his call and he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. He was renting a furnished apartment in DC. So like he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. So I don't think he's got as many logistics as I do when I move. So yeah, he can deal with that. Whatever the part that's giving me anxiety is like, I don't know when he's coming or if he's here or like when I will see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is, that is giving me some anxiety. And I'm sure it will happen. And I know, you know, that, It's just frustrating. Yes. I fully know that he is excited to see me. I mean, he's told me he's excited to see me. I like, I know that we will go out soon. And I know that he is by some of his own doing extremely stressed about this move. That's all happening at the last minute and trying to deal with the logistics of that. And like, this is, I think this is actually a good example of if this were my boyfriend I think this is a good example of the difference of like the difference of emotional responsibility in a relationship where people say like, oh, there's a difference between being exclusive and being in a relationship. Not that him and I are exclusive, but like the differences that people say when they're like, I don't have the emotional capacity for a relationship right now. Yeah. And then a lot of people think like, well, what's the difference? I think that like, if my boyfriend were moving to the city, I would be intimately involved in the details of his move and probably helping him with it. Yes, most likely. Like I would have picked him up at the airport. I would have been helping him move. These would have been like things that I was like friendly duties assumed. Yeah. And things that like would be assumed that I would help with. I mean, like I would assume he would like ask and I would be, you know, and be like thankful for it. But like it would be assumed. Yes. But somebody that you like have been, I've, I've seen him four times total. 
even though it doesn't feel that way, but I've seen him four times total. Like I'm not involved in his move, nor should I be. But like, I do want to know how the move is going to impact me in terms of like, when I will see him next. When does he live here now? Right. So I I would like to know that as well. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't talked to him in a few days. Our last conversation was about the apartment and being excited and, you know, all that stuff. So I haven't decided what my next move is. Like if I, if I haven't decided if I'm going to reach out, eventually I will, but I haven't decided like what that timeline looks for me Yeah, of like wanting to, I, there's no need for me to put pressure on his move situation mm-hmm. right now. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that, I think that we should trust that he said he would reach out when he settles in and he will. And I think what's frustrating is what would definitely help me and I think probably help a lot of other people, men or women dealing with a person that they like going through this is I would just like, like to have it a little bit time bounded because the sense that yeah. like it feels, cause I wouldn't want to add stress or crowd him by saying like, Hey, are you here yet? Like, what's the plan? When are we here? like, you know, I, I don't like to do that. So then if I knew like, Oh, well like today, X day is move in day. Then at least I have kind of something to tether to. Yes. In terms of like, okay, so like reasonably, I won't be stressing you out if I text you two days after that and just check in on how everything went. You know, right. you know, maybe then arguably I'm overthinking this and you should send what you want when you want, do what you want, etc. That said, sometimes like you just want to like increase your own odds for a, a good response, right? And that yeah. you want to be able to do that. Yeah. And to be clear, like I absolutely could reach out to him now and I know I would get a good response. And like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here being like, oh my God, I can't reach out to him. He must reach out to me. Like Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. I just, so yeah, I I agree with you that like, I just kind of, I want us to talk when, when he is in a little bit more of a settled place and then we can be like, you know, when are we going to see each other? Yes. And not have the, you know, him's like, oh my God, I'm trying to move. And now like, she wants me to figure out when we're going to see each other. And like, that wouldn't be what my angle was, but I could see that being the perception. Sure. Totally. So yeah, we'll see. I probably will reach out to him. I just like, this is definitely also like a topic of conversation and something that he and I have talked about before. And, you know, I think this is a moment in time. Yes, I agree. So, so hopefully we will just move through this moment because I don't like how it makes me feel. Yeah. Into a new moment. Yes. Anything else going on? Oh, we have something major going on. Yes, we do. We we do. Yes, as a couple. Us. Yeah. Yes, us. Us, you and me. So people, so we mentioned this in last week's episode that we had soft launched the Finding Mr. Hype merchandise to the Patreons, the patrons on the Patreon. And as of today, Monday, July 11th, is that right? Yeah. Yes, this will come As up. of today, okay. Monday, July 11th, we have publicly launched the merch. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. In hindsight, we should have been wearing it to record this. I That would have been impossible. Oh, that's personally. right. Because you got your stuff sent to LA. Yeah. yeah. I have my phone case. Yeah, same. Actually, lots of my friends have commented on my phone case since seeing it in Austin. Everyone loves it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Very exciting. My friends love it. My friends have all received. My friends received the merch before I did. Rude. Very exciting. So you can check out. It's very easy. You can go to tinyurl.com slash FMH merch. We will also link it in the show notes all over Instagram and TikTok. It'll be everywhere. It'll be at 
findingmistrite.com. It'll be everywhere. You'll be able to find it. Yeah, we will not be hiding the ball on where to purchase our merchandise. No, it will be everywhere. And I'm just so excited for everyone to experience it. And also want to reiterate that we added a section of our suggestion form at findingmrhyde.com slash podcast for merch suggestions. So if you have other sayings you want to see or like different font colors or or what it, whatever it is, let us know. The company that we're working with is awesome and they have like a lot of different options. Although I will say that like if you don't see a particular type of merch, like hats, for example, sadly, let us know that's something you'd like to see in the future, but know that that at the time we are limited to the the types of items that you have that you see yes and you know to your point this is just to get us started and yeah we can as we learn what people want and what's resonating we can make adjustments and invest in certain things that we didn't want to necessarily pre-invest in based on no information zero information. And as somebody who invests in inventory on very little information for a living, I had no desire to do it with our own money. Exactly. Yeah. We're not playing with house money. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like very well aware of what can happen when you guess wrong on what people want to buy. Yeah. Thank you everybody in advance for your support. Super excited to see everybody in all their merch. Yes. Post it, tag us. I'm very excited. Please do. And before we get to our topic of the week, we also need to talk about one of our wonderful sponsors, Apostrophe. Yes. Another thing that I'm very excited about is that I'm about to re-up my prescription for my tretinoin. Oh, did you get tretinoin too? So it's in there, but it also has the azelaic acid for my rosacea. It's a mix. So I don't think I have as high of a concentration of tretinoin as you do because I also wanted to address my rosacea. Got it. Got it. Yes, I know. I definitely need to go on the website and figure out how to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited so Apostrophe is a skincare company that we have been working with as a partner on the podcast. And we have a special deal for our audience where you can save $15 off your first visit with Apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash FMH when you use our code FMH. And they have providers that you work with right online. You send them pictures of your skin issues. You know, you can have a conversation if you're looking to, to understand, you know, what are your goals and what product is going to be best for you. And then it all comes right to your home. It's so easy. Yeah, it is. And I think that it's always like, I don't know, just as a, as a podcaster who listens to podcasts, Ali and I, there's, there's no discount for Ali and I to re-up our prescription. Like both of us are doing, yeah, both of us are doing this of our own volition and of our own money at this point. And it's because we really like what they have provided us and we hope you guys do too. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash FMH. That's spelled A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash FMH. And use that code FMH to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And thanks, Apostrophe, for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. 
And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. All right. And now our topic. Yeah, so I thought that originally that this was going to be a little more of a palate cleanser, but as I'm thinking about it, I think we're actually going to get into some like, have not heavy, maybe heavy, like conversations here about bad dates. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting topic too, as evidenced by the fact that when I, as I said, I'm recording in an Airbnb with my friends, I told them I was going to go up to record and they were like, what's the topic? And I told them and then everybody wanted to talk about it for a while. And I was like, guys, <laughs> listen like, no, to the I podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't discuss this for free anymore. <laughs> right. If you want to hear my opinion on this, you can listen to me next Monday. Yeah. So we're starting off with a bad date themed weird or not. Yes. And that is they end the date after one drink. Weird or not. This is not weird. And I don't think it's a 100% correlation with bad date. Sometimes Agreed. I can only do one drink. And that is like the most I can offer the person in terms of my time allocation, whatever. So this is definitely not weird. I think that I'm going to say like 20 weird, 80 not weird. Pretty close. The listeners thought it was 30 weird, 70 not weird. Okay. I'm honestly 30 even feels a little high. I think from the answers that people gave, this one is, is one of those ones that is so context dependent. Yes. hundred percent. So the people who said it was weird, they mostly were thinking of situations where they would have wanted to stay longer and the other person was like abruptly ending things when they did not want it to end and likely didn't like soothe their anxiety about that in any way by saying something like you just said, like, I actually can only do this one drink, but I had a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They were thinking of scenarios where it's like, oh God, this went terribly for them. Yeah. And they like want to leave. The, either the bartender or the waiter comes by can I get anyone a second drink? Nope. The check, the check, please. The check right now. Oh, okay. exactly. And you're like, oh, I'll, oh, I guess not. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the scenario that the people that said weird were envisioning. Yes. Like misread. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, right. Like, got it. We're not doing this. Um, and all the people who said nah, well, not all. So the people who said nah were in like a few different camps. One was that if you're not, which we'll get into this, if you're not into it, there's no need to drag things out. Mm -hmm. like cool peace out good knowing you yeah there was a there were a lot of other people who mentioned the nuances of context that you did where like a lot of people said like i don't drink Fine. which like fair okay like the you know the, the one, the weird coffee, was, one tea was, yes the weird and all was was proposed in a context where you're getting drinks yes but yes, like the person, basically the person leaves after like a short amount of time. Yes. Would be the proxy. But that doesn't quite trip off the tongue as well. So here we are. Correct. Yeah. So like, but the context of, you know, well, maybe I have an early morning the next morning or maybe, you know, maybe I have dinner to get to or whatever the context is to make it not weird. Yeah. Like I said, I get like wondering all the time just because of timing and like can't be inebriated to like return to work or something but have you ever had to like directly tell somebody this is a bad date and I've got to go yes oh wow okay tell me about that 
So this is not the worst date I've ever been on, which I want each of us to tell our worst date ever stories okay. as part of this. I know yours is so not better than mine. Mine is just like really anticlimactic, but go on. Oh, mine's a nightmare. Yeah, I know. And I've never told it on the pod. So this is going to be a new thing for the pod. So yes, I had one where, so let me preface this by saying, generally speaking, I am of the mind that even if you decide that it's not a connection for you, there's no need to abruptly end a date early. Like you can spend half an hour to an hour with someone. I'm not saying you have to have two drinks or whatever it is, but like if the person is perfectly nice, just not your person, I'm a proponent that like, I'm going to have a a conversation with this person. I'm probably going to spend at least 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I think, and that's funny. That's the little bit of conversation that I did have with my friends where we said, we agreed that there's a difference between an asshole that somebody you need to get out of an environment with and not the connection for you. Absolutely. There is a major difference. So, and I've been on plenty of, I've been on fewer dates with the former, with the asshole, but the, I'm going to tell a couple of those, but like most of the ones I'm thinking about are perfectly nice men. Mm-hmm. that I just knew we weren't compatible for one reason or another. And so I, but I still had a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been twice where I have left. One time I left before I even finished my drink. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. And the, the guy was really drunk. That's bad. Yeah, like really drunk. Oof. And I, I could tell immediately when I sat down. Oh, God, that's so bad. Yeah, I think this was – I this was a – gosh, this might have even been an OkCupid okay date, which I haven't been an OkCupid okay in like 12 years. So that's – That gives you an – Knowing how long ago this was. Yeah. But he was just – he was wasted. He could barely like put coherent thoughts together. I didn't even order a drink. I was just like, this is – you're clearly not in the right headspace to have this date and I'm going to leave. Damn. How did and he I react? Left. I, I he not he barely did. He was Did he ever text you after that? No. I mean, good, but I was just curious if he apologized. I don't even think he can like I don't even think he like really absorbed the fact that he had He did not clock the entire interaction. No, like I think he was like, "Okay, I'm having fun here." And he just like continued to have fun there Wild. without me, even though like the reason we were there was to talk to me fucking insane yeah so that was one time and then another time i met up with this guy early finding mr height followers will remember him his name was the traveler yes and he was a nightmare yeah this was bad this was scary borderline to me this no that's not the one you're you're not thinking of that or you I'm going to tell that story that's, oh. like, scary. Okay, I'm thinking of one that, like, followed you home. Oh, no, 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 that That's not the okay. Traveler. That's, that was a long time ago, but that I, that... I will tell that story, but I, the Traveler is somebody where... Because when I tell that story, I would handle it very differently today than I did then. I did not leave right away on yes, that date. Yes, I remember that. But the Traveler, he was just an asshole, like a douchebag from the beginning. Like... One of the first things he told me was that he had been banned from Bumble four different times and was now using his grandmother's phone number to have a Bumble. Incredible. And the reason that he had been banned is for being an asshole on dates. So it all checks out. 
Yeah. And one of the examples is that he invited, I forget how many women, but more than two, yeah. three or four. I think it was three or four. Yeah. He invited multiple women on what they thought was a first date to a bar trivia night. But the trivia team was him and the women he had invited. So essentially he created his own The Bachelor. Yeah, correct. He created an episode of The Bachelor for himself on his first date, unbeknownst to these women. So they showed up to this Bumble date and there were other people there. I would I would get their numbers and be like, yeah, we should let's like form a support group. Yeah. Um, like kick him off the trivia team and we'll just play trivia. Totally. And so naturally they reported him and that was one of the times he'd been banned. That was the only story he actually told me. But So he's done other things. When you share a story, most of the time you are sharing it because you think it is funny, you are proud of it, etc. He thought it was funny. All concerning things that he thinks. Yeah, he thought it was funny and efficient. Upsetting. He said I was just being efficient and he's not wrong, but it's also terrible. Terrible. So I had, so I'd gotten there early and I had texted him and been, been like, Hey, and there was like a little bit of like a crowd at the bar. So I was like, Hey, I got here. Like, I'm going to order. Do you want something? So like I had ordered us and that, so I was kind of like already into my first drink by the time he got there. So I, and we were having this interaction. He was, he was just saying like a lot of other things about how he had been traveling the world for the last like year. And so like this made him so worldly that most people he meets up with just aren't on his level. Mm -hmm. And that like, he's just like, now he's ready to settle down. So many people before had wanted to settle down with him, but he just like, wasn't ready to settle down. But now he's back in the U S to find his wife. But like his standard is just so high because of all the traveling that he's done and everybody just seems like a peon. Yikes. Yeah. It was gross. That's insane. Yeah. So like then, so he ordered empanadas and so like he was eating his empanadas. I was not hungry. He was eating his empanadas. I finished my drink and was like, okay, like I'm going to go. Yeah. Like this is not, I said to him, I was like, this is not a match. Like, you know, I wish you the best in your, in your travels. Yeah. But this is not a match and I'm going to like, whatever. And so we go to the bar to then like, like close our tabs or whatever. And I'll remind you, I had my card down because I had gotten there first. And he said to the bartender, he said, he said, yeah, he's like, Hey, can you split it? And the bartender goes, but the empanadas were yours. Oh, <gasps> that's epic. Thank yeah. you, bartender. Yeah. Wow. And because she could hear the conversation and she could tell, I, I just know that she was just like, this guy is not it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. And so we, so she like split off my drink and his stuff, whatever we paid, we go outside. Then he was like, Oh, can I drive you home? No. Like, there is zero chance that I'm getting in a vehicle with you. Yeah, absolutely not. No. So anyway, that was another time when I've like cut it off and said, this isn't working. Gotta go. Never yeah. heard from him. Did see him one time on a subway platform and ran the other way. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. I don't think he saw me. So I think something that I don't know what to do about or a situation I have walked into and 
sat through a drink, even though I was like pretty pissed, is the only time where I've been on the spectrum of catfished. Mm. Where it's not a full, literal, different human. Right. But it is years and years ago, old pictures where your the hair is not on your head and the body difference is profound. Mm. And interestingly enough, like I went out with this guy probably in 2018. I just saw him on hinge again. Same photos. Oh, wow. Yep. Even four years later from when those photos were outdated, he's still using them. Yep. That is like, I I say this to people a lot when I do dating app profile reboots, when they ask me about old pictures. If you look the same, marginally in the same realm, fine. I don't care how old your pictures are. A few of mine are several years old. Yeah. You are only setting yourself up for disappointment and failure by using pictures that don't look like you. Correct. Like, I'm, like, it, it's it's tough because it's like, oh, you're, like, somebody might hear what you said and say, like, oh, you're, like, shitting on this guy because he's bald now. No, not at all. I have dated I multiple just, bald men. Right. I just didn't know that going in, and now he looks different than what I thought, and now I feel lied to. Yeah, I was lied to. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, like, I think that people think that if they put, like, let's say they have pictures of themselves when they were younger, they think they look better, or whatever they think they look in that picture versus ones they have now, they think that they that by doing that, they are going to attract more people potentially and get on dates that they wouldn't get on with their current photos. But your current self has to show up to the date. Yep. So if a person doesn't want to go out with your current self, you don't want to go out with that person. Exactly. And maybe you would have wanted to go out with him if he had his current photos. And we will like, never know. We will never, we'll know. never know. We will never know. It was so like jarring and frustrating when I showed up. And I don't know like I don't know what you do there. Yeah, I think that's probably a situation where Nice, nice person, not my person. Same advice. I agree. I That's what I did. Yeah, because I don't think there's anything to be gained from an interaction where you call the person out for that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But then I was like, I, in the grand scheme of things, obviously it doesn't matter. But I was like, okay, cool. Just like wasted an hour and a half of like my life. Yeah. This one uh, you short, know, and that, apparently he's still life. doing it. So that's, yes, that's, that, that was weird incredible to me and probably not having success because people are feeling lied to when they show up mm-hmm. yeah that's it's a similar thing as a friend of a friend has a much younger age than she actually is oh that's right this is wild to me yeah it, like a lot younger seven years that's six huge. years something like that and she's looking for a relationship and it's one of those things where like you, they're going to find out if you start dating someone, eventually they have to find out your age. You're going to hit a birthday. You're going to hit a birthday. And like when they find out that you are that much older than you said, even, even slightly, 
it's like not your age, it's the lie. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one for the the like minor catfishing thing. Yeah. Before we get into listener questions, I want to hear your worst date ever story. So, I mean, I actually think the like true worst date ever was not a date, it was a phone call and it luckily oh. saved me from a date. Nice. Where this was in I think this must have been in late 2020 when people were sort of doing like walks, outdoor dates, like stuff like that. Yeah. Screeners beforehand were yep. much more common. Exactly. And so, cause I remember I had, he and I had messaged on Bumble, I think exchanged phone numbers, I think. And he asked like what I was doing for the night. And if I like had time for a phone call and I, I know that this was in, I also not time bounded because like I, I just like signed off of some remote class yeah for law school and I was like you know I was just about to take an evening walk after I finished class I was gonna listen to an audiobook we can talk on the walk I don't care you know whatever so we have this phone call where we proceed to pretty much like immediately start having conflict arguing oh. over stuff arguing like, what arguing yes about what just like everything you like anything you can imagine just like things like like the cost of food like like really bizarre like how like where this is going is that like he i would say it was like a lot of kind of like values politics like a, a yeah. lot of that type of stuff and what was very strange about it is that his was like very philosophically inconsistent where like that that is like what was like i i kind of was like responding to him about where I was like, I'm having trouble understanding how like you're saying this and also this, like, can you make those things square? For yeah. Me? And one of his responses to that was, well, I just have this incredible ability to have empathy for anyone. And I was like, okay, I'm like kind of failing to see like where that's going. And he goes, even Hitler, Mm-hmm. And he goes, I have to imagine Hitler had his reasons. No. Yup. Yes. No, we're not imagining that. Oh, no. And so I was like, okay, so I actually think we don't have to have empathy for people who are truly evil in the world. Right. Like, to be clear, Hitler did have his reasons. They were evil evil reasons we do not have empathy for those reasons exactly and i'm very much of the mind like you know there are people who are like oh well he was like abused as a child and i'm like i actually don't care i really nope. don't i nope. don't and so that's when i was like i think we can just be done here and also like this is when i think you and i were kind of like more vigorously like talking about like starting this like platform yeah and I remember this story now that you've said the Hitler thing. Because I believe I put him on, I took the phone from my ear, like put him on speaker on my walk and text you and say like, this man just said like he understands Hitler. And yes, you're like, that's why I remember this story. Yes. And you were like, I am on a date, but I did just see this notification come through. And I told my date we needed to address it. Like we needed to look at my phone. Yeah. Like we got to talk about this. Um, yeah. It was wild. So I said, like, I, I immediately say, I we are not a match. We should not go out. And 
like, I'm going to save both of us some time here. Like, this is not a fit. And he goes, why do you say that? Oh God. Yeah. And so then I, I, I was like, if you're going to just pretend to be stupid, I like, don't know what to say. You know, like they, they come on, don't even start with me. And so I avoided a very bad date, I think. However, I saw him in my beeline a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, I will not be fooled again. Wait, your beeline? Like he liked you? Yes. What kind of delusional person? I mean, I know what kind of delusional person given his viewpoints, but yes. like the fuck? Yeah. I think this is a strange hypothesis. I think sometimes guys like, like to be like fought with a little bit. Oh, interesting. Cause the date that I had recently that I said I would kind of like save for, like, I think I said on Patreon that I had four dates last week while I was in a work log. Cause I was like trying to, you know, stay focused on my goals. And one of, on one of those dates, we got in a big fight about crypto. About, oh, crypto. That's yes. right. We got in a big fight about crypto and he like, is super into me wants to go out again yeah i mean there are people where like they they don't experience people pushing back on them women yes pushing back on them and like that can feel exciting yeah so, and like, i'm like but this is like, unpleasant no, I, right i don't want that yes i like, mean the oyster not the vibe. Like that. the oyster really enjoyed conflict and that That's roller right. coaster thing was what he had experienced and liked in relationships beforehand yeah that's right i forgot about that yeah i mean we didn't fight on our first date, but like, yeah, yikes. No, yeah. thank you. I don't want to go no. out with somebody where we're already literally fighting. Yeah, no, unpleasant, not a good time. I need to, I will need to send him a no ghosting script though, because he's followed up several times. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Well, my worst first date is an an epic tale. I actually am surprised that I've never, I, I was thinking, so, have I ever told this full story on the pod? I think either, it must have been like one of the first couple episodes or maybe the live page. Like, I believe it has come up before, but like so, so, so long ago. Yeah, it might have been the live. This was one of my very first viral videos on my account. Yes. And because it was like, you know when people used to do the like, People still do this, but they would do like the stitch bait where they would say like, tell me the, you know, worst first date you've ever been on, whatever. So I did that and said, tell me about your worst first date. I'll start. And then I like told this story. And before I tell the story, I want to note a couple things. Okay. One, I would have handled this. If, that's, if this happened to me tomorrow, I would handle it very differently than I did at the time. Mm -hmm. But two... No judgment on myself for how I handled it because I handled it in the best way that I thought was going to keep me safe. Yes. And anybody listening who's been through anything like this, however you decide to handle a situation like this is totally valid. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like casting judgment on myself for how I handled it because it made sense for me at the time while also acknowledging that I would do something different now. Yeah. Because when I posted the story, I got a lot of judgment for how I handled it. I recall that. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Because we have, we got a lot of questions about handling situations like this. Okay. Okay. So this was, I don't know, six or seven years ago. I had just moved to Brooklyn recently. So I matched with a pilot on Bumble and he also lived in Brooklyn. He suggested that we get drinks. I'm trying to, I'm, I want to get this right because this is another thing that I got a lot of feedback on. <laughs> he suggested that we get drinks at a restaurant that has a bar in Brooklyn. Okay. I, so I was like, okay, great. We scheduled this date. Every, we'd like talk back and forth, right? Like not, he seemed 
fine, normal, funny, whatever. It was February. It was quite cold. That's important later. So I decided to walk to this date. It was like a 20, maybe 25 minute walk, a little bit of a longer walk, but I decided to walk. So I got there, he's standing outside and he said, oh, did it take you? He said, hi, like, nice to meet you, whatever we hugged. He said, did it take you very long to get here as we were walking into the restaurant? And I said, oh no, like I live pretty close. I just walked. He said, oh, that's good because I don't date people that live more than two subway stops away from me. It's like, okay. So that, that was the first, like, that was kind of weird. That's a kind of a weird thing to say, but like, whatever. So we walk in. I I personally, and I know we've talked about this with like LA being so spread out. I would like, I've definitely made a joke that I don't date people east of the 405. Like that, you know, like I, at this point I'm okay with this man. He wasn't joking. Oh, like he said it in like, oh, you've passed my first test. Yeah. Okay. That's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way he said it just felt icky. Like it felt like he was like, oh, good girl. You live Mm. close kind of thing. So we walk in. He said to the hostess, table for two, please. To which I said, oh, I thought we were getting drinks. Like I actually ate dinner beforehand. Totally cool if you want to eat though. And he was like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. So we are seated. He proceeds to literally force me to order with him. Like I have already told him we did we were not supposed to be having dinner. I already told him when I discovered that he was going to have dinner that I had just eaten before I left my apartment because that's what I do before I go to drink. Yeah. And yet he was like, oh, come on, come on. Like, you can't make me eat by myself. Like, just order something. Like, we, we like I'll eat whatever. I'll eat what you don't eat. We can share, et cetera. So he literally forced me to order, like to co-sign rather, several appetizers and an entree for each of us that I like, I fully didn't want and said multiple times that I didn't want. He also ordered a very expensive bottle of wine. Oh God. And I had said, like when the server got there to order our drinks, I was like, oh, I'll have a glass of, you know, whatever red was like on the menu. And he said like, oh, no, 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 let's get this wine instead. And orders a very expensive bottle of wine. The conversation is not good. It's not, I don't feel like unsafe or uncomfortable during our conversation, but I just know it's not a match. Yeah. One of the reasons that I don't do dinner on the first date, because now I'm sitting at this table for like an extended period of time. We get to the end of the meal, the bill comes and he said, I I forget exactly what he said, but it started with, you're not one of those girls who, and basically said like, you're not one of those girls who like expects me to pay for you on the first date. Are you? I would say yes. Yes, I am actually. So today I would have. So wait, Six, actually, can we, can, as we go through the story, can we stop and do some sort of like sliding doors questions Absolutely. of like, yeah. okay, so let's, so he has now extended this date into a, he's, he, when he's making the date into a dinner date, what can we do at this point now if we want out of it? I like this. Okay. So I think if going back, like now, if that happened to me where somebody said that like they wanted to eat and I didn't, I still think I would say, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Because, like, I'm not going to tell someone, no, you may not eat. Yeah. Because I might not like you and then I'm stuck. Like, you know, like, I'm not going to do that. So I think that, like, but I would not today have co-signed any food. Yeah. Because that also dragged the meal out. We had appetizers. We had entrees. Like, it, oh, you know, God. it was a whole thing. So, like, I, I today I would not have co-signed any food. Yeah. So... Cause then I think, I think this is a great situation where even if you're lying, like 
blame some sort of hard out where blame work, blame family, blame, you have to take your dog for a walk, what, you know, whatever, just say like, oh yeah, please go ahead and order something. But I do have to be home by X time to do Y. And so like, I'm going to have to bail even if like you're in the middle of eating basically. (laughs) Like, and like, I, I like just give set, like you have your needs, which is food right now. And I have mine, which is to be out of the state by this time. Just so you know, be home at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's that like, I want to be home at this time because I want to get a good night's sleep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, say what you want to say to make that happen for you. But I think that's a good, that's a good strategy. Yeah. So, so all of this and the, like, the bill comes and basically he is expecting me to split this extremely expensive meal that he has just had. Fuck off. And an extremely expensive bottle of wine that I did not want. Mm-hmm. Or I did I shouldn't say I did not want because it's not like I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. But like I didn't try to order that wine. I tried to order a very reasonable glass, glass of yeah. wine. Today, I would have said, like, no, I will pay for my wine. But like I, I told you in advance that I did not want to eat. And so it, I don't think that it is fair for you to have me split this food with you. Yeah. I didn't do that though. I felt really uncomfortable. And I, at Understand that point, that. I was trying to get out of there as fast as I could. And based on our interactions, I would have had to like sneak out the back door for that to happen if I had started a confrontation with him. Yeah. Like if I had said, no, I don't want to split it. Like I don't think that he would have just gone off quietly into that. Got it. I think I would have had to like, it would have been a thing. Yeah. So I wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. So I just put down my credit card and was like, fine. Like, I think the easiest and safest way for me to exit this situation is to just pay for this meal. And that will just be the price that I have paid to not deal with the confrontation that would come from saying something. Exactly. Yeah, totally, totally fair. So did that. We are then leaving the restaurant and we had checked our coats at the front. As I mentioned, it was cold. So I'm putting my coat on. He's putting his coat on. He's wearing black leather gloves. He pulls on the gloves. Terrifying. I mean, black leather gloves are very practical. I know, but just the, just, just in how this all adds up, yeah, I, it just like slays happens, me. That's, that's like, yes, terrifying. He, he, he slides on the black leather gloves. <laughs> In any other context, that would be like totally normal. Anyway, as he's sliding on the black leather gloves, he turns to me and says, these are my murder gloves. There it is. That is not a joke that you make on a date with a stranger. And especially not one where the vibe is off. Yeah. Although, as we previously discussed, I don't know if he knew the vibe was off. Fair enough. Yeah. He could be completely misreading it to that level. Right. Like the people that you were talking about who followed up to go out with you again after you were like, where were you? What date were you on? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So I was like, I need to get away from this man as soon as possible is what I'm thinking. So we exit the restaurant. I said, all right. Like I, so I knew what direction he was coming from because we had talked about like where we each live. And so I was like, all right, like you're going that way. Right. I'm going this way. And he goes, you're not going that way. You live in the same direction as I do. No. I'm like, okay. So we start walking and I tried to. Oh, question. Sorry. Yeah. Like problem solving. This is a decision point to get out of a situation. Could you say like, oh, I actually like 
I'm going to visit a friend instead of going straight home. So I tried actually on the next time that it happened to do something like that, where I tried to say that I was going to go grocery shopping on my way home. Hmm. Which like Smart. is another example, right? You could be like, oh, yep. like you're right, but I, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or like I'm going like, yeah, to go a see a friend, whatever the thing is. Yes, that that is – I think at that point, that probably would have worked if I had done it the first time. But the second time, he was like, no, you're not. Like, you're going to let me walk you home. So fucking crazy. Uh-huh. And, like, this is the point where I started to feel unsafe. Yeah. And where I was like, okay, what's my calculus here? Yeah. Like, I could start running. I yeah. literally thought that in my head. I was like, I could, I could start running. But like, this is where it starts to come in where like, as a woman who dates men, the average man, even though I am a six foot tall woman and an athlete and stronger than the average woman, the average man is still faster and stronger than me. Yep, totally. And as we know, not just in New York City, but just in general in places, bystanders are not great at stepping in on situations that are happening. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of studies about that. Bystanders are not great. Yeah. So like as we are walking and I'm thinking through these these options in my head, I'm like that option could go really poorly. Like if, yeah, he, totally. if this guy is actually dangerous, which I don't know to this day if he was, but if this guy is actually dangerous, that option can go really poorly for me. Yeah, totally. So I decided not to do it. And I probably would still make that decision today. I think so. I think that's a reasonable one to, yeah. Yeah. So what I think I would do today is actually go to a grocery store and not leave. I think that's a really good call, actually, yeah. Like, I th- and I'll, I'll talk about what I did in a second, but I think I would mm-hmm. actually, I would, like, see a bodega or something and be like, I'm going to go in here, and if he comes in, fine, we'll stand in there all day long. Yeah. And I would say to the bodega owner, like, this guy, you know? Yeah. So we keep walking. I tried two or three times to say, like, okay, this is me, and, like, try to go. And one of the times he was like, you told me it took you 20 minutes to walk here. We haven't walked 20 minutes yet. Who is this guy? The fucking fact, like CNN fact checker? I know. And also he definitely knows I'm trying to leave at this point. He knows I'm trying to get away from him. There is zero chance that he has not picked up on the fact that I'm making things up to leave. Yeah. Like if you have to call the person out for lying about where they live, you know, they're trying to get away. Yes. And yet he was still pushing to walk me home. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is I turned down my street, but I I went into a building. So we said goodbye and I went into a building that was not my building well before my building. And he luckily did not follow me into the building. And then I said, this building had a doorman. I said to the doorman with like a big smile on my face, like the man outside has followed me home. Can you please pretend I live here? Yeah. That was very smart. Yeah. Thank you. And the doorman, bless his heart, like sprung into action, put a big smile on his face and was like, welcome home. I think you might have a package. Like, let's go back to the package room and check it out. And so like walked with me back to the package room and then went back out to wait for the guy to leave and like checked the street and stuff so that I could safely go home. Amazing. What a, what a gem. Very much a gem. This man followed up with me the next day to go out again. Fucking insane. I didn't reply. 
good. Yeah. Like I felt unsafe in that, in that moment. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Absolutely do not. Re- this is not a situation where the ghosting script is appropriate here. Yeah. And I also Ghost. think this is a situation where I've talked a lot about how I don't recommend blocking people. Yeah. I didn't block him because I wanted to know if he was continuing to follow up with me and potentially escalating. Yup. Because yeah, no, you need to know that. Even though I have a fairly common name, you could absolutely find who I am from the information that I've given. Reverse Google it. And this is before I had Finding Mr. Hyatt. So like, obviously now it's extremely easy. But even at the time, he could absolutely have found more information about me. And I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I knew if he was doing that. Yeah. So Compl- that is completely the worst state I've ever been on. That's a, yeah, that's a bad one. That's really fucking bad. Yeah, we're all bad. Yeah, so I think I think now I probably would have cut things off at the bill splitting. I think I still would have sat down to the dinner. Yes. But I wouldn't I have that's... ordered all the food or let him order all the food for me. And then I would not have paid for half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it could be scary. That sounds very scary. And I mean, I'm glad that that is such like a notable one-off, right? Yes. Yes. I can't think of something. I, I actually, that is, I'm trying to think back. I think it's the only time I've ever felt unsafe on a date. Yeah. Which we actually got a question transitioning into, well, we've answered a lot of listener questions just through the course of having the conversation. But yeah, another listener question we got is how do you keep yourself safe on a date? Do you have strategies I share my location with several friends and I will often tell them when I'm going on a date. That's like always a good one. And I think that like, if this is something you're thinking about and kind of hyper aware of, potentially you've had a bad experience, do a screener call, do a FaceTime, get kind of like a, get a vibe check. And, you know, as we always say, always have your first date in a public, like the, the kind of basic obvious things, right? Like have your first date in a public place. Do not go to his home. I think I shared that like Greg, like picked me up for our second date. I would not have said yes to that for our first date. Actually I might've, cause he was a matchmaker guy. So there has literally been a background check on him, Ah. but so that aside, but like I said yes to the second date. Cause like I knew him at that point. So yeah. So I think like keep it in public and let people know where you are and what you're doing and if things start getting like going south like go into the bathroom and text your friend and I think that there are like a bunch of like creative solutions here where on the one hand like you could do the like oh no there's an emergency I'm holding my fingers up to my ears and mouth as if I'm on the phone you know you can do that type of call or if it's a situation like what Ali just described like weirdly referring to you in the third person i was gonna say why are you uh, referring to me in the third i have no idea person? no idea no idea is like something that i think that you did with the doorman that could a friend could do sooner is like maybe have a friend like call the bar and be like hi my friend looks like this she's on a date the man is scaring her can you please like keep an eye or like help her out the bed like i've heard of like restaurant workers like helping women like out the back yeah of like bars and restaurants like there are there are solutions here if it like really is truly scary and unsafe and like things like that and like like i said i really 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 hope and believe that that is the far rare tail end of a bell curve and i think it is but but i do think that there are things you can do if you're faced with that really bad situation yeah something that i do that i started doing on accident Mm -hmm. And then I realized it's a really good strategy to not only 
be safe, but also let the person you're out with know that you're being safe. It's similar to when like, you know, people say like when you're, if you're like walking alone and you feel like someone might be following you to like pretend to be on the phone and, or be on the phone or whatever, but say like, say your location out loud as if you're telling someone where you are Mm. so that somebody that's following you can like, oh, somebody knows where this person is. Yeah. Something that I did by accident, it might've been with the rower and then I've started doing it ever since. I forget who it was for the first time. So Cindy has my location. Like we share location with each other. Not because of this. We just do. And so something that happened on a date a while ago is she had texted me a screenshot of my location with like the googly eyes, like I'm watching you kind of thing, like to be funny. Mm -hmm. And it popped up and I showed it to my date. I was like, I was like, my best friend has my location and she's like pretending she's watching me on this date. Like, and I just thought it was funny. And now I do something similar on every date. That's really smart. I like weave into the conversation that my best friend has my location and like jokingly will send it to me when I'm on dates to pretend that she's watching my date. That's very clever. I like that because it's, it keeps it humorous, but lets the person know what's up. Yeah. Like I'm not saying she's doing it because you might be scary I'm like, oh, she's so silly. And obviously it's she's not actually there. Right. <laughs> Though she always threatens to be there. <laughs> and, and literally actually, watching. I mean, I hate to like end on such a serious note. <laughs> I know, but like, I mean, per usual, we have so much to say about the topic that I think a part two makes sense. Yeah. And I think that it can be more about like the gentler, this is just not a good date situation. Yeah. And can also be about like, how to follow up with that person, how to, you know, how to be kind, how to be fair, you know, all, all that stuff. Yeah. The no ghosting trip, you know, and, and yeah. also like a lot of times that stuff comes up in person. We had questions. People ask questions about like, when you're saying goodbye to someone, how do you handle it? If you know, you don't want to see them again. I think there's, I don't want to rush our conversation about those. So yeah, we will do that in part two in two weeks. Cause we have a guest next week. Amazing. I'm very excited. We have matchmaker Maria coming on the pod next week. Oh my God. That's right. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, perfect. Um, have a great rest of your fourth. Are you going to watch the fireworks? I am. I can see from, so I decided not to go. My friends were planning on doing like a park hang playing volleyball and that kind of like everybody was sort of like blase about doing it. Um, I think all of us have had long weekends and so I'm just going to hang here, but I can actually see four different fireworks shows from my roof. Amazing. So, and in addition to the fact that my neighborhood pops off with fireworks, like even last night, there were fireworks shows that I could see from my couch, mm-hmm. like street firework, not official shows. So yeah, I'll probably go up there and watch and hang. I actually almost texted Disco Ball while we were restarting. We had a technical issue for the listeners. And while that was happening, I almost texted him and then I didn't, but I might. Okay. Well, enjoy your boat.